hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast. I'm Caleb Simmons, along with my brother Joshua Simmons, and we've got something really, really special in store for you today. We cannot wait for you to hear it. We're going to do a little bit of interviewing, talking about faith and fishing and family with our dad. Yeah, but before we do that, um, we are going to just remind everybody to um, those of you who have been enjoying listening to this podcast, remember to rate and review us on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcast on. And um, what else do we have to remind people of? Yeah, just uh, help keep getting the word out. Um, write us a review, reviews, especially on like Apple Podcasts or how new podcasts get their start. So if you will, leave us a little review on Apple Podcast and uh, let us know what you think about the pod. We are excited. We got some cool stuff in this week, man. Yeah, we did some cool things. Uh, I got to go fishing yesterday. Nice. Tell me yeah, about it. It was good times. Um, we in the Great Smoky Mountains Park. Uh, you know, it was a great day called uh, Good Numbers in Fish and uh, Native Brook Trout mainly, uh, one brown trout. And the best part was I didn't change my fly the whole time. Well, that's always fun. Yeah. You mean you stand out of the trees? Well, that and just like the fly work the whole day. So, you know, we didn't have to. That's always nice. It's always nice. So this time of year, you know, it's uh, it's August when we're recording this. What were you using yesterday? We were uh, yellow uh, chubby Chernobyl. The killer chub. It was it was all I needed. The chub never fails. So it was good. I went with a buddy and I had a good time and caught a bunch of fish and, you know, we were home by early got out early i would say get out early if you're fishing right now get out early um especially with it's hot but it was nice to have the cool weather this week yeah cool down the water i think yeah. that might have made the fishing better nice and um yeah anything else going on now nah, we're gonna go do a little bit of fishing just two of us on monday hopefully right we're gonna hope to do that for sure and um what else is going on in the world we got school starting in about a week life's about to get crazy here in Haywood county slow down yep so uh we I have a, our i got a kindergartner you have a kindergartner happening and uh, he'll be going to school for the first time, so that'll probably be a fun thing to talk about in the near future. Um, but today we're going to interview Dad, and uh, I think that's where we're going. You ready? Yeah, I'm really excited about this. So we do want to tell you, uh, let's just let's intro Dad a little bit before we kind of get over to it. Tell intro him a little Dad, bit about, like, like his age uh, and everything. Our, no, I'm just kidding. No, we'll let him do that. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit, just a little bit, and want to let you know, listeners, um, a little bit about our Dad's story. Um, dad's uh, had cancer now since 20... 20- 13? 14? 13? 13, 2013. And that's definitely a part of his story, and uh, which has led to multiple treatments and surgeries. And uh, so if you're listening, you may think um, the voice is a little bit different. Dad uh, recently in the past year had a tracheostomy. and um, Tracheostomy? Is that, is that what it's that? called? Oh, yeah, trache- right. Tracheostomy? No, it's tracheostomy. That's, that's very well pronounced. That's a good job. Hey, you know. Uh, medical professional here. I'll just uh, blame that on watching too much Grey's Anatomy with my wife. So, uh, yeah, tracheostomy. Uh, so, um, if you, he sounds a little different, that's why. And uh, we just can't wait for you to hear some of the stuff that um, we've learned from him throughout the years. And think this is just going to be a really exciting interview. Now so, I want to just see how much of a a bio we could do without seeing how correct we are. Oh, we'd probably be way off. We should try that later. I, I think we should do it. Go. Like, Dad was, you know, do we need to... Dad was born in Savannah, Georgia, right? No. No, dad he was, was born, born See, in, I was wrong. He was born in Wilmington, North Carolina. And he moved right, to Savannah, Georgia. How well do we know our dad game right now? Because he's in the room with us as yes. we're recording this. So he moved to Savannah, just outside of Savannah. Garden City. Garden City, Georgia. Yes. And, he, and he grew up in... Um, a small house 
that had a yard that was really small and they played football across the road. That's all I can remember from Garden City. <laughs> you remember those stories? Yeah. Dad's got a brother and a sister. And um, he went to Samford University. See, he's not his head. And after that, he went to seminary. That's met the, her mom yeah, at Samford. Yeah, this is the abbreviated version. Yeah, met her mom at Samford. And I was born in Louisville. While he was in seminary, I was born in Louisville. Yep. Started pastoring in, right outside of Louisville in what year? 85? Two. No, I was born in 84. You're born in, oh, yeah. 83. 83. There you go. Okay. 83. So then we moved from there to the big town of Smokes, South Carolina. Just outside of. Walterboro, Columbia, Walterboro, Walterboro where you were born where in Walterboro. I was born. Okay. Yep. And then we transitioned to Lake City, South Carolina. Big old metropolis of Lake City. And down in Florence. You were I was three when we moved there. And I was in going into second grade. Yep. Okay. And then dad moved to Traveler's Rest, and I will not know the year on this one. Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Oh, look I, was at a, you. I was a freshman in college. All right. So Two thousand eight. You did good. Yep. Um I was already was that? You were married. I was already married. Yep. You got married. Yes, I was married. I hope you know, remember when you yeah, I was married, married in 2007. <laughs> yeah, so, okay. I was yeah, okay. say, hopefully you remember So that. I was married and already living here. Yeah. And he has since lived in Traveler's Rest to this day. Yeah. Yes. We're really excited so to see have we him made on the podcast. It. Hey, we made it. We, got we did. That was pretty good. Let's say we did a pretty decent job. Yeah, we, we didn't need to go. It was an abbreviated version. Absolutely. We're going to dive a lot into the story. So uh, hang out for that, and we'll be right back in just a minute with an interview with our dad, David Simmons. And we are back. Uh, so today we are going to interview our dad, David Simmons, um, about fate, fatherhood, and fly fishing. And I am going to give the mic over to my brother and interject when I need to. That sounds about like normal, you interjecting whenever you need to. So, Dad, uh, thanks for being with us. Like, We're just excited to hang out with you. Well, I appreciate you inviting me. Yeah, we're really glad to do this. Um, it's just cool. You know, we started this podcast because we are, like we say, we're dads on the fly. We, we talk a lot about fly fishing. We talk about a lot of things. We talk about faith. We talk about our family. And we wouldn't uh, have become the men we are today, we think, without you. And so we're really excited to have you on this and kind of do this together. Um, you definitely have had a huge impact on us when it comes to how we enjoy the outdoors, uh, how we um, parent. And you've had a huge impact on our faith, so we were really excited to bring you on here and talk to you a little bit more about that. So um, to kind of get started, tell us a little bit about your life and story when it comes to, um, you know, growing up, like being in the outdoors, you know, that's what this podcast is a lot about, uh, your your time, like fishing, getting into fly fishing, which really didn't come till we started doing it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then we'll start asking some more questions about like fatherhood and stuff like that as well. So go ahead. I grew up basically in South Georgia. I uh, was raised by uh, two great parents that are still alive today. Um, they raised me in a Christian home. And um, I came to faith early when I was about seven years old. And we had a real good church there uh, with a lot of family and friends that were good role models to me, a lot of good men and women who taught me through the years. Um, when I, uh, got a little bit older and got into school, I, uh, had some wild days, but, um, fortunately I got them straightened out, and, um, probably when I was, um, 
in my third year of college, uh, I felt God was really calling me into the ministry. And so I kind of surrendered that and left and went to um, Samuel University in Birmingham, started studying Christian education, and met your mom in a uh, Christian education class. Um, she and I would walk back across campus together and talk together. And uh, just a funny story about her, uh, the first time we really ever spent any time together, she kind of um, called me down for my third story, Norm. Uh, within a fall day, getting close to... Um, just for the uh, the listeners, this is not cell phone call you down. This would be uh, this would be before cell phone. So this was, yeah, call you down, like hit the rock with a window, call you down, or like, you know, like waved you down? Yeah, she kind of waved me down. There I you was, go. Okay. I was looking down on her as she was walking by, and she waved me down. So we got to talking and sitting on a bench in Samuel University, and she asked me what I was going to do when I grew up. And I told her, I guess I'm going to be a pastor. Well, she got up and walked away from me because her dad was a pastor. She didn't think that's what she wanted to do in life. But fortunately, God changed her mind. And uh, on the 17th of the last month, we were married for 39 years. So it's been a great time with her. She's been a great support. Um, she uh, now leads the music in the church we're in. She has a beautiful voice. And so uh, God has just done a lot over the last... 40 years of ministry between me and her. Uh, I actually went into ministry in 1980. So, uh, been in ministry now for about 41 years. And um, God just really blessed us in a real wonderful way. You two guys were wonderful to come into our lives. Uh, we have been blessed um, by you as children and as adults. And God just been really good to us all the way through. All right, let's talk about... Um you mentioned growing up, and we kind of know a little bit about the church you grew up in, um, down in Garden City, I guess we would say, correct? And uh, I want to talk about this because this is kind of relates to me a little bit. I was thinking you had a lot of, I don't want to call them older gentlemen, experienced gentlemen that kind of got you into the outdoors when you were young. Would you say that's correct statement? Yes, we, we did some fishing. We went camping um, and fished in a little creek called uh, uh, Ebenezer Creek and we tied um, bush lines and we went and fished them and called catfish and every now and then you catch an eel um, and then we went bass fishing and brim fishing uh, so I did a little bit of that with them on and off yeah I think the point I want to make and then I'll turn this back over to Caleb's question is um, I kind of have the same experience in, in fly fishing um, I had some gentlemen who were more familiar with it, who had done it a lot, and the, they kind of got me into fly fishing. Um, and a lot of the people that I go f- fly fishing with now are uh, are friends who are a good bit older than me, old enough to be my dad. And, uh, you know, Laura makes fun of me a lot, saying that I go and hug, hang out with people not my age. But I think I would say people listen to this podcast, it's a, good way, it's a great way to learn from people. Um, it's a great way to get... Uh, good fatherly advice, number one, when you're riding to and from in the truck, and, and number two, if they are more familiar with fly fishing or they are more experienced, that you can learn that way, and then eventually you start teaching them. Um, and so that's been really fun for me, and I know um, a couple of those guys in that church where Dad uh, grew up that took him and got him on the water for the first time or got him out on the boat, um, and um, those were, you know, the first of kind of your outdoor experiences. But I think fly fishing, we would say... 
started with us, correct? That's correct. You boys took me fly fishing for the first time. Matter of fact, the first time I ever bought a fly rod, we were on a trip, uh, the three of us together, to go see the U.S. Open. That's right. And we stopped in a um, Bass Pro Shop, and I bought my first fly rod. And the two of you were with me. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. I remember that trip, uh, going to the U.S. Open. That was, what, 2016? 14. 14? 2014, went to the U.S. Open. And uh, there in Pinehurst, and made a little Bass Pro run on the way there. Yeah. And yeah, that's where we kind of started taking you fly fishing a little bit when you were when you were able to go, and um, we uh, we've been on a lot of good trips together. We have. The first time I ever went was with you, and we went to the West Fork. Yeah. And uh, I don't think I caught a fish that day, but I I kind of got into it. And then before long, I started going a little bit more, and we started catching fish. But wasn't there a, a epic streamer day that you and caleb had when i wasn't there on the west fork do you remember that day caleb? i remember that day very well um uh we started streamer fishing i walked down a little bit and there was a little kind of waterfall coming out of the mountains and i stood there and i must have caught 20 and it was so much fun it was just a, it was a blast that day i think together he and i must have caught about 50 fish yeah we caught a ton of fish that day that's a that's a good day at the dh water for sure um yeah, so we've done that, and then we've been on some long trips together, too. Uh, we talked last week in our last episode about the trip to uh, Bath County, Virginia, and the uh, experience we had doing that with you, and then um, we've been now to uh, Blue Ridge, Georgia once with you, and uh, we've had a lot of great times together fishing together. Why do you think, you know, one of the things I know just to remember about growing up with you as our dad, um, and maybe you can speak into this, I feel like a lot of times, like I remember we were talking about this some last time, like you would check us out of school, especially me, because my birthday was in warmer months. I remember you checking us out of school, and we would usually go fishing, or we would go do something. Even if it was just like at somebody's pond. We, we found a lot of ponds down there that we grew up with where we would go bass fishing and doing a lot of, had a lot of good times doing stuff like that. You know, I think a lot of times parents are kind of like, you know, they'd never check their kid out of school to go fishing maybe or something like that. But you were super intentional about doing stuff. Like that was a were you were you mindful of trying to be intentional about it or were you just trying to have fun with us? Well, no, I think it's I think um, the thing that I learned as a parent was that the more consistent you can be with your children and the more time you spend with them, uh, it's an investment for the future. Um, I think it's paying great dividends for me because you boys still want to hang out with me every now and then. Yeah, we have fun. Even though I've gotten older and, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of limited now because of some surgeries and stuff, um, you still you guys still want to hang out with me, and I think that's paid an dividend from the time I spent with you when you were growing up. Well, I think the people should also understand, that if you're listening to this podcast, um, you know, if we led on to how great a trip partner dad is, he might could be hired out. Um, like, people might, like, want to take him on their trip because dad he, he fishes you know four or five hours and then he he may want to rest for the rest of the day and after he rests then he's like the chef and so the chef part you know it's kind of a cool added bonus that you're you weren't expecting when you like taking your dad along you don't have to do really any of the cooking he prefers to do it um so you know i feel like we could probably you know, we could talk for days and hours about the the food he he cooks and the ma- masterful job he does doing that. And we always get good stuff. But um, you know, I can remember trips. We're younger, but I think 
as we've gotten older and we're um we're fly fishing more with you and you know still flashing with you some we, we've had trips and what we've had to learn and we talked about this last time is just being with each other you know is sometimes trumps the is more important than you know the amount of fish like that 50 fish day you and caleb had i mean that's obviously an amazing day you'll never you'll remember that forever but we've also had some you know two and three fish days that but we still have fun and we're still still spending time with here we are as grown men spending time with our dad um and i think that's something you can't ever i would encourage people you can't get that time back so even be intentional as adults to reach out to your dad I, I don't remember the name of the um, river, but I came up one fall, and we fished two days. And one day, it poured down rain on us the whole day, and we went up kind of north of Asheville. And then we, and then we came back, and we um, waited. I think the tuck, the three of us were um, spread out, and we were streamer fishing. And uh, that was a lot of fun that day. We had a good time riding and talking and just spending that time together and sharing together. Yeah, we, we, uh, there's been a lot of days you forget. That reminds me, we also, one July 4th, we, uh, the dad came up. This was, I don't even think you had kids yet, Kayla. We were, and we took him fishing and it was like cold on July the 4th, like in the morning. It was like 40 degrees. And, uh, and we couldn't, and dad like sat in the truck for like two hours because it was so cold. It was like on July the 4th and we were fishing. And we could, we did, dad didn't get started fishing until like, and he was like, I can't believe it's this cold. Um, uh, just a Western North Carolina story. You never know what you might get. July the 4th and it was, uh, you know, 40 degrees. I think that day was the day we rode up towards Mavard. Yeah, we did. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. So we, we take a lot of trips together. We've had a lot of fun. Um, yeah. And, and I think you're right. You know, you, you, poured a lot into us when we were younger and i mean i know a lot of guys who don't have that 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 really don't like hanging out with their dads now <laughs> and i think a lot of that's because um you, you know and i look and i try to decipher why that might be you know i mean and i know everybody's relationships are different um but i think about like what we have right now with you dad and i want that one day with my kids like i want to be able to do that one day with my kids you know like um, you know, they're young now and there's certain things, but you know, when they become, you know, middle schoolers, high schoolers, and then grown men, like I want to go fishing with them. I want to go hang out with them. Um, I hope they still want to do that with me. And I think we, we were able to establish that because like you said, you were intentional. Like when we were younger, um, it, it's paid a lot of dividends over time. So I remember, um, one time I went on a lot of field trips when you got yeah. as a chaperone. And I remember one time Joshua telling his teacher, we didn't let my dad go and be our chaperone because he's really cool. He lets us do things. <laughs> and I remember that. And I, I, I didn't give you a carte blanche, but, and we had rules. But I tried to let you enjoy life. I tried to let you enjoy all life had without putting a lot of strict rules on you one way or another. Yeah, I think probably that's where my uh, lack of... Uh I don't know. Yeah, that was a good point. I'd forgotten that story, but going on trips, it was like, you know, the rule was this by the main person, like bedtime was 10, but if dad was over our hall on the, you know, which kind of, it's kind of cool coming. I don't know. Everybody's like, oh, your dad's a preacher. I was like, well, just wait. And then we'll go on a trip. And it kind of worked out pretty good for everybody. Uh, I can remember throwing snowballs in the van in uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, 
that we weren't supposed to get in the bus driver man he was mad but we had kids from south carolina never seen snow we had snow all in that bus um it snowed for like 45 minutes we had snow everywhere we were up and watching i was like fifth grade um but i would like to kind of go into some of the fatherhood stuff for those of you who are listening and i don't think it's just fatherhood i think it's parents in general um that you know when when we were growing up dad dad was our father he still is our father and he was our friend but he wasn't he, he he did a good job of that line does that make sense like he wasn't like oh i'm just going to be your friend and not be your father i mean he disciplined when he had to and he did things like that but I don't know, there was this mutual understanding of, of each other as a father and and i would say to and i want to ask dad to speak to it but i also want to make sure that you understand if you're a parent and you're listening to this you know i think god calls us to be our kids we, we we decide to have children you know that's that's our one of my number one i think responsibilities right now in my life and, and dad did a good job of kind of bridging that gap um you know we felt like we could talk to him when we needed to but you know we we told him a lot of stuff growing up or i know i did in my relationship but but he's also my dad too and i didn't feel like you know he was ever just like i, I don't know how to say that but how, how do you, dad can speak to that maybe just you did a good job of that line, I think, that sometimes gets crossed. I, I think one of the keys to that is to have a really good open communication. Um, I let you boys know that no matter what went on, you can talk to me. And that I wasn't judgmental over whatever it was. And that if you had trouble with friends, or you had trouble with school, or you had trouble with girls, um, whatever it was. We, I, ne- we never had that. Trouble with <laughs> girls? We never had that. I didn't have many girls, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I always tried to let you know that you can come talk to me about it. And I never I never was dogmatic about things. I tried to let you figure things out for yourself. And by guiding you along, and I think that's important. I think sometimes we can be so strict that our children don't think they have any say-so. And I tried to give you all a say-so. Um, like a lot of people may not understand this, but you guys never had a curfew. Yeah. Neither one of you had a curfew. But before you left the house to go somewhere, you had to tell me what time you were going to get home. And that was very important. Yeah. However, it became very difficult when you did not have a cell phone. Um, because when I was a freshman in high school, I did not have a cell phone. Um, and I can vividly remember one of the few times I did not have a curfew. But I can vividly remember one of the few times uh, being out very late as a I don't know, 14 or 15-year-old. I think I was 15 my freshman year. And I had no cell phone. And we ended up in Myrtle Beach. Do you remember this story? I do remember Yeah, do you remember the story? I had a calling card. You know what a calling card is, Caleb? <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember calling cards. So a long time ago, history buffs, there were pay phones by the restrooms of restaurants. So I had to put the calling card in, and I'll never remember calling Dad. I was like, Dad, I am not going to be home when I said, because I'm in Myrtle Beach. <laughs> but it was a lot more difficult, kids. If anybody listening, before you had cell phones, life was hard. It was harder and easier probably in many different ways, for yeah. sure. So, um, no, I can remember that, like, not having a curfew, not having I – think, I think the thing, too, like, as you look is, like, you know – because your kids are going through different phases. You know, yeah, we had a lot of open conversations um, when we were, you know, middle school, high school with you, Dad. But, like, I'm thinking about for me, like, with my kids who are two and five right now, 
I think you develop a lot of those foundations even really early on. Um, cause kids speak the language of fun and you were really intentional. I feel like when we were kids, when we were young kids, especially about just having a lot of fun. Like I can remember being a young, like, like as young as I can remember just having lots of fun. Like we just did a lot of fun things. Um, I don't know if that was intentional or if that was just because that's just your personality. Or well, I think it's a little of both. Yeah. I, I think you got to make life fun. I think life is serious enough, and we have to enjoy the time that we have with each other. And part of y'all growing up, I tried to do fun things with you, and that didn't mean always taking you somewhere. No, yeah. That was doing things around the house. Um, no, one of the... Uh, <laughs> One of the birthday parties that I remember to this day was when I had three friends over and we played football in the side yard and dad made a football field out of streamers. Like the streamers that you use. Like to put on paper. Yeah, like on a bulletin board type paper. Like the bulletin board yes. type things. Like that was the end zone and like the sidelines. And like I still remember that. I'm sure it didn't last longer than about thirty minutes. But for the thirty minutes that it was there, it was pretty good. Yeah, and I can remember, like, from most of my birthdays growing up, we camped out in the backyard. Like, that was what we did. We, we, you put a tent up. I had, like, five or six friends over, and we camped out in the backyard. And Built a fire, played hide and seek in the dark, played catch the flag, did all those things, and you would, we would grill hot dogs and hang out, and, yeah, I mean, it's not like we, we didn't have to go to some expensive place. We didn't have to go do something crazy. We just camped out in the backyard. It was real simple, but it was fun. Yeah, and, and those those times, I think you will all agree, make memories. Yeah. And I think that's what it's about. I mean, I, you all know we still love it today as adults. One of the things we did with y'all as kids was play games with you. We played board games and card games. And we didn't, you know, necessarily, you know, going down the street, I know a lot of children today, and yours do, and I understand, have iPads to look at while you're driving a long trip. But we played games driving down the road. We, we we did on the I forgot to mention this on the beach trip we did take a uh, one of those days we took like an iPad break in the back and didn't have the screens and we played the uh, classic alphabet game um, me as a dad thinking this was going to be great this was going to take like you know an hour like it used to take us driving on the interstate because I guess wherever we were driving from our house to Meemaw and Peepaw's there was must have been nothing because it would take us an hour to play the alphabet game if you don't know the alphabet game it's like you see an A on a sign and you then you see a B but you can't use the same sign well I guess I picked like a stretch right outside of Wilmington and we literally played the alphabet game like 27 it was like 15 minutes and they were like Z and I was like oh crap you know like the whole game was over but yeah those were cool we used to play that game uh, we played 20 questions a lot the animal game was a classic one that we still play with our kids um, and I think that is a great parenting point that we do our kids do have iPad screens and so on and and sometimes you know that that could be a whole episode in itself but it is good to put those away. And my kids, I have done a good, I do feel like I, I fall short a lot, but I did do a good job during the pandemic. We ordered like a game a week from Amazon and, and we do have like so many games now that just my kids want to play with a, like, it's like our games, you know, and those are pretty cool. And it teaches, I don't know, board games teach a lot of life skills, you know, and you kind of really get to know each other when you're playing games. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's really easy I mean, yeah, our kids have little Amazon tablets and 
things like that, it's really easy, especially long road trips and stuff, to give them a screen and keep them distracted because it's just easier as a parent. Like, I mean, my opinion in some ways, like, it's just, that's easier. But when you're more intentional, like, with playing games and stuff like that, like, you, it's like you said, you... You remember those trips more. You remember the fun stuff. Well, you're stuff interacting the with them. And as you interact with them, that's what makes the difference. Well, a lot of our road trips, too, were like, Dad would leave like 3 in the morning. And he would, <laughs> and there, and I will, I will say that there were no car seats. So we were often laying in the back of an Explorer, like on a pallet. So if you're doing that, it's a little easier to keep your kid entertained. And, you know, they're in a five-point harness car seat. Uh, so I won't, I won't tell us we're totally, you know, yeah, that was some good times. Uh, I can remember driving to Alabama one time, and Dad had – we talked about playing Tetris in the back last last week, like when you pack for trips. Dad had packed the – he had laid all the seats down in the back. I was probably like seven or eight. Probably should have still been in – you know, in today's world, we'd get in trouble for this. But he had stacked all the furn- all the uh, luggage in the middle and separated you and me as like we had our own separate bedrooms in the back of the SUV, and we slept all the way there. I wonder if y'all remember sleeping in the back of my old Nissan pickup truck. Oh, yeah. And it was just a king cab. Yeah, I don't even think we I – mean, I don't even know how we fit back there. It's crazy. I mean, it, it's – You'd lay a sleeping bag in the back, like behind – like this was – these were like bucket seats. Yes. And you'd flip the bucket seats up and lay a sleeping bag, and we would sleep all the way there. To which I think we do have to thank Dad at this point for – living closer than nine hours away i mean we can go you know my kids are now six and nine and throughout my entire life we were able to travel to mom and dad's when they were young for christmases and holidays and we're only an hour that that's been a huge thing because we used to have to go to savannah for one christmas and alabama for another and those were i mean we we remember them but those those were trips um so they were different um the other thing that uh that I think we might want to talk about. I know we have listeners from all different ages and that listen to this and, you know, be intentional with your family when you get older. Uh, we're, we're pretty intentional in our vacations. Um, it sets like we kind of schedule our whole summer around it. Um, and, and be intentional to just you know find other ways to hang out. Um, I can remember dad, we, right after you got out of the, out of chemo or hospital or one of the, one of the times you were um, in, and we just went to a pond, like right after you had finally started feeling better, and you caught that huge bass. We weren't fly fishing that day, but it was like a huge bass. You remember that story? I remember that story very well. Um, it was just you and I. Yep. Yeah, and I caught that um, about eight pounder. Yeah, and I didn't even catch him in the mouth. Remember, I hooked him underneath the belly. I don't know if you remember that or not. Yep. But um, I remember that very well. It was just fun to get out and be able to do that with you that day. So as we kind of, you know, we've talked a lot about just being intentional as a dad, being intentional as a parent. You know, this is, this is too like a fly fishing podcast, and we've, we've had a lot of fun, I think, talking about our stories with that. You know, one of the things I know I want to encourage all dads, especially dads that are fishermen like we are, is to, uh, is to take your kids fishing. Like, that is a fun thing, and... um that is hard right now for me because I have a five and a two-year-old. And uh, so when we go fishing, the expectations are a lot different than when I go fishing by myself. And, like, did you ever experience that? You know, oh, yeah. dad I, think, us? I think one of the things you must remember is when you take a five and a two-year-old fishing, you're not going to get the fish. Yep. 
you know, you're, you're spending time making sure they're enjoying themselves. And you have to enjoy them enjoying themselves, not catching fish. Yeah, we're, we're kind of like, I've become a lifeguard on the days I take James fishing right now because he pretty much is, uh, I've taken him three times, and I think every time he's jumped into the water. I understand. I understand. You were like that, too, when you were growing up. You wanted to be in the water all the time. Yeah, I think the uh, other thing I want to say about that's a, taking young kids fishing is they'll they'll remember the little things like, you know, the birds they see or, you know, the rock that was really big or, um, you know, we get, we talked about that last week in last week's episode about just focusing on the small things. Um, but uh, I know we'll let dad do a, a dad tip of the week here when we get ready to be done or, you know, maybe a little dad advice. But before we do that, I, I want to say, um, you know, I, I think we would be um, kind of doing a disservice if we didn't mention this in this episode of the podcast you know, dad's had two knee replacements, right? Two? One? Well, yeah. One, one and a half? I don't know how, yeah, how do you say two. that. Two, two knee. So on his right on his right leg, you know, he, he the doctor tells him to walk with a cane, and he does most of the time. Um, and, and he's had all, all the other things with chemo and his cancer in his, in his throat and stuff. and But yet, he still fishes. Um, and so I would say that. I think we would not be fair if we didn't say that. Like, I'm sure the last time we went to North Georgia – fishing it, it was a little bit it's a lot more difficult for you to fish for five hours than it is for us right i mean it's well, yeah i mean moving around on uneven ground is is kind of difficult for me and that's the way most rivers are you're on rocks and uneven ground so and if it's the stream's moving pretty good you know it kind of throws my balance off yeah and yet he still finds a way to do it so i would say like i would just like to say like you know be be strong guys and girls and whoever's out there listening like you know, I would like say, Dad, I, you're you're always when we take you fishing. It's it's cool to see because, like, you know, you're determined to hang with us as long as you can. And even though everything you've got going on, and so do you have. We usually talk about this on the podcast. When we do you have like a maybe one more like a fly fishing thing you would like to accomplish at some point? Maybe I don't know. Like, have you thought about about a like we talked a, lot, a couple of weeks ago about all the different fish species we want to try to yeah kind of like bucket list you don't have to give a whole list but maybe just you know one thing that you might want to want to do one day soon or later well i don't know you know i know that sometimes my my wading is limited and i've gotten limited on how much i can wade and fish so it might be fun one day to take a floating trip somewhere yeah, we're we're hoping to gear that up soon. We're uh, we're still we're still waiting for the sponsorship to come in for us to get a boat. So so yeah, if you're listening to this, um, you want to buy us a flycraft? Hey, send it our way. We're gonna take our dad fishing with it. Uh, that would be fun. You know, we 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 definitely want to get into doing more floats. Um, you know, that just gets expensive. But uh, my favorite thing, my thing that I hope we continue to do is even when we get to go on trips together. Um. You still come with us because we eat good. We have a blast. We we enjoy. We just enjoy being together. Um, you know, even if it's just the three of us. Uh, you know, we love bringing the kids and stuff along. But th- there's always something special that happens. You know, when it's just the three of us. You know, we talked about our Virginia trip that time. Um, and like I can just remember. You know, I can remember sitting on the porch that night and you telling us a little bit more about like the cancer and how things weren't going well. And that was been, you know, it's been six years ago and now you've come such a long way from then. 
And I can just remember those moments. Um, like I said, I don't remember the fish as much as I just remember the moments. And um, I think that's because we've developed such a good relationship over time together. I think another thing that would be cool to say is, you know, as a, you know, we got time to get, we, we didn't take a trip as the, as our kids get older, you know, it'd be like dad going with the grandkids and us, you know, like we said, we might not do as much fishing, um, but it would be, I'm sure, you know, it would be a memorable, something we should probably put on the list to do um, for sure. Uh, I think maybe to close, I think this could be advice for everybody. I don't know what you think about this, but maybe not just dad advice. I think dad, maybe if you could just take just a couple minutes and say, hey, um, people that know you that are listening to this podcast, they know everything you've been through from, I can't say that big, tra- what was that word you said? Trachy what? Tracheostomy. what? Tracheostomy. Tracheostomy? Well, that's a big word. From having that recently to, you know, cancer in your neck to cancer in your leg to knee replacements, you know, um, and this may be a scripture, which would be great, but there also may be just some words, people who are going through a lot, um, whether it's parenting or whether it's just life in general, what could you say just as, I think that should be our advice for the day. Is that cool with you, Caleb, just to kind of go out on that? Well, for me, it's um, no matter the situation, you got to learn to trust. Um, one of my verses all my life have been Proverbs 3, 5, 6, and 7. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Um, it's easy to trust in the good times. It's easy to trust when you don't have anything going on. But when things are tough, you still got to trust. You got to believe that God will see you through and that God will make a way. Um, and you never give up. Uh, it would have been easy sometimes just to throw the towel in and say, I'm done. But I've tried um, to the best of my ability to keep on keeping on. And I think that's one of the things that God wants me to do is not ever give up. Uh, and I... I can't say any better. I think that if you're listening to this today, um, there's a lot going on in the world right now. There, you know, there's crazy things that we don't, we, we try to, you know, we try to make this podcast kind of happy. We try to talk about and joke around and stuff, but you know, just keep, keep plugging, um, keep plugging and you know, not to make light of it, but that's kind of same efficient when it, when it gets, you know, keep plugging up the river, uh, pick a new hole after you've thrown that fly and broke off four times or, after you've, uh, you know, splashed and spooked the fish or whatever, just, just keep plugging. Uh, I, I, the guy I went fishing with yesterday, he he was impressed with my casting. And I said, well, I've been doing it for a while. It's not like, you know, you don't you don't fix it in two two trips. So keep plugging. Uh, I want to say thanks to Dad. I think we wrapped up. It was a great, great time. Enjoyed it. Thank you, guys, for letting me be a part. Yeah, thanks, Dad. Thanks for being here, and uh, this is just cool. Uh, we get to have a lot of conversations, and I'm glad to let some people in on that. You know, I, as we were sitting here talking, I was reminded of um, someone's talked to me, like when it came to uh, sports, and uh, you know, talking about plugging along. You know, ten percent of life is what happened to you, is what happens to you. Ninety percent is how you respond to it, and uh, you've been such a amazing um, example to me as living that out um, as uh being someone who yeah crap happens but how we respond to it's what really matters 
And so you just kept plugging away. And I think that applies to so many things in life. I think it applies to how we fish. I think that applies to a lot of different things. And uh, so, yeah, just thanks for being here, Dad. Yeah, guys, just uh, thank you again for listening to Dads on the Fly podcast. Um, go find us on Instagram. Um, I think you're going to make a Facebook page soon, so you can check us out on that as well. Exciting things coming. We got uh, merchandise in the works. I know we keep saying that, but we promise we're talking to the people that are going to make it happen. And uh, thank you again for supporting and listening to this podcast. Um, go leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcast. And uh, if Caleb doesn't have anything else, I think we're going to see you next week.